You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a plague now. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put him in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. Three, two. Refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Oh, Brie Larson is trending um, because apparently she did some like Q and A thing. It was just like her answering questions from like Tumblr or Twitter or something. Uh, did she piss uh, off now? <laughs> well, well, I think the last thing she says in the video, <clears throat> or, or one of the last questions she gets was, uh, "You're 10 years old. You have an hour of recess. What are you doing?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, I don't know this or that, and probably spending, you know." time in the school library on the computer searching how do you know if you're gay uh and, <laughs> and that has just had people like what um but yeah i'm just immediately reminded there's everybody sharing all these photos of her um and i don't know if you know this mike she's a very attractive woman um yes. but i am immediately reminded of all the fucking jackasses who were like she's not even that hot she's so fucking ugly uh, like okay look <laughs> if you want to make some fucking argument about how like you're upset about the feminist thing she said or she hurt your feelings when she was like I don't care what a bunch of white men have to say fine you can do that <laughs> but if you're gonna try and sit here and pitch me on the idea that that woman is unattractive boy no you are, yeah <laughs> Like, I, um, I, I was never going to give you the time of day, but at least before I was like, well, uh, you know, I can't I can't argue your feelings on this. But no, you're just you're objectively wrong. About oh, no, she's I'm, I'm not going to kick her out of bed for eating crackers. I'm just saying like, she's <laughs> just the fucking foolishness. I yeah. just, like, come on. Come on. Don't lie to yourself. That's one thing. They're trying. Exactly. That's what they're doing. Like. You do realize that, right? Like they're trying to, they're trying oh, to justify absolutely. it in their own mind. Like, oh no, she's not even that hot, dude. Yes, she is. Whatever. Just, just stop. Just That's nonsense. Stop. Like you guys, just. Uh, it's just oh, so sad. You guys. <laughs> that's that's all I can say. Oh, you guys. <laughs> you guys. You fucking knuckleheads. Yeah, no, she's. I I'm a fan. Like in general because like one of my one of my things 
Uh, oh, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's another episode of At the Diner uh, here on GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. Uh, co-hosting tonight is James Rambo. Not going to do all of the big flowery introductions. Those are great, but we're having a serious conversation about Brie Larson right now. Um, no, like One of my things, I love a strong woman. It's it's dope. I think it's cool as shit. I, I love a woman that's like, this is what I am. This is what I like. And if you got a problem with it, you can go fuck yourself. And like somebody who's going to challenge you. I think that's awesome. And like, I feel like that's Breed Larson. I feel like theoretically, let's say me and you and MC meet Brie Larson. And Brie Larson's like, man, I am starving. And we're like, you want to grab some lunch or dinner? Like, she's not going to be like, well, <laughs> what do you guys want? She's going to be like, dude, there's a Thai place on the street. Go in there. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, I love decisiveness. I think that that's super attractive, but also to just in people in general, like male, female, whether I'm attracted to them or not. Like, I love somebody that's decisive and knows what they want. I think that's fucking dope. And like, I feel like that's the way she would be. And like, not only that, man, she is not going to let you push her around and that's also that's that's just fucking awesome she's she's the hero that we need you know like that young girls need to look up to and like that's why so many guys are pissed off because they don't know how to deal with that it's just so sad it is it's so sad it is because she's, she's, she's dope man she really is like i don't know she's not even that cute whatever you know revisionist history bullshit I think they're also saying that too because they realize that let, let, let's just say that they were in a uh, in a situation where they were trying to get, uh, garner her attention that she would not pay them any notice whatsoever. Like she would, hey Brie, what's up? Yeah, hey. And like just not even. <laughs> she to them she looks universally like the girl that blew them off in high school. Exactly. Exactly. Just the one. Uh, <laughs> he was just the one. <laughs> yeah, did, I, did I tell you that I'm the captain of the football team? Yeah, that's fucking great, dude. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I just I I uh, I and and that's that's the kind of shit that bugs me across the board. Like regardless of of the specific topic, um, is is people just trying to rewrite uh, uh like 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 retcon their stance on things after the fact yeah. um like you know if when 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 louis ck um was outed as being a fucking creep uh you started getting all these um people like well i never thought he was funny all right look bullshit man he was funny as just fuck go like, from this point and say all right it sucks that this person who i really liked and thought was hilarious is awful that's a bummer um like i haven't listened to any of his his bits since then because it's just it just makes me feel gross yeah um i'm not saying i want to fucking pat on the back or a parade but <laughs> i just that like that's the sense i taken. cool i i do who doesn't like a parade man i want to fucking parade. everybody loves a parade um but this idea like this 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 notion of not only was i Am I am I right now? I was always right. I've always we've always been at war with Oceana. Like, come the fuck on! Like, you're, wow, you're just, you fucking don't, nice 1984 reference. You don't have to, well like, done. There's, there's always space for growth. Like, just just get to realize that you can you can have taken a stance in the past 
that is now wrong or you you've you've decided is incorrect and you change it's really not that hard all i'm saying is is ladies and gentlemen i know you guys come for the dick and the fart jokes but we got the we got the heady stuff too <laughs> yeah just, just just i'm not trying to like out. i'm not trying to like stomp on your on your point here it's, it's a fucking wonderful point but like i just i it I, I love when people can reference like literature other than just like, hey, remember that episode of Big Bang Theory? Like, it, it just, <laughs> it's nice. And um, it sucks, man. Like, finding out that Louis C.K. was a piece of shit really bummed oh, me nice. the fuck out because he had some of, like, some of the most insightful humor, in my opinion. I'm not saying he's a genius. I just thought he had some really good shit. And, like, at one point, um, like his show was just like I thought it was it was genius I really did and then once I found out who he really was which which is funny because he kind of told everybody who he was oh yeah he was warning everyone about who he was and like he he had so many bits about like how men are dangerous and, and he had so many bits about jerking them. off too uh huh yeah Ugh. yeah he warned us he warned us all and like. His bit when he was talking about how everything's great and nobody's happy, when he was talking about how great modern technology is, but everybody's still pissed off anyways, like I thought was genius. Like he was like, it was like I was on an airplane and like the guy was trying to get Wi-Fi and it wasn't working. And he's like, this is fucking bullshit. He's like, yeah. you're in a metal tube going 300 miles an hour, 30,000 feet in the air. How fast does the world owe you something that you didn't know existed five minutes ago? <laughs> exactly. It's so frustrating because I can think of so many like bits of his that are perfect analogies for things yeah. and i'm like well that's all garbage like <laughs> that's that's done no nope, not doing that and i i know a lot of people are like well you know you can separate the art from the artist and like there are times when i can but not the thing about comedians in particular yeah. is so like with musicians if a musician plays someone else's song, there's a term for that. It's a cover. If a comedian tells another comedian's joke, there's a term for that too. You're a hack. Yeah. <laughs> You're a thief. And it's 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 unfortunate that, you know, that that's how that uh um that particular media has gone. Um but it, I think it comes back to music being a little more even even when it's personal it's still being a little more universal and comedy particularly comedy in the last like 40 years being very personal and being very much about someone's perspective like you don't see a lot of joke tellers um in the last like 20 some odd years it's much more people talking about their own personal experience and their perspective of things and, and not so much like Seinfeld effect. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, not so much like set up punchline, set up punchline. Um, and so, you know, so when I, when I find out that a comic is like genuinely a fucking creep, I, I'm just immediately turned off. Like I, yeah. I, uh, it's well, think about it too, so like, fucking you're... frustrating. It is because like you're you're more or less like like not falling in love with, but you like the person, and when you find out that the person that was telling you all these jokes is fucking creepy, man, it really ruins it. And like one of the one of the comedians that I really enjoy 
um, who is kind of a piece of shit, but he admits that he's a piece of shit, and that's kind of why I like him. <laughs> and he and let me tell you, not a not a bad fucking actor because he showed up in The Mandalorian in both seasons. I thought one. that's who you were talking about. Now I in know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, is Bill Burr like? I mean, I get it. People are like, oh, he's offensive. Oh, but like, he's not like. I feel like there's a vast difference between his kind of offensive and like Louis C.K.'s kind of offensive. Because like he'll say offensive things, but he's not an offensive person, if that makes sense. Like he pulls back the curtain and he's like, look, this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is how I fucked up in life. And you're just kind of like, all right, you're just kind of a regular dude, you know, fucking good for you. Um, the biggest issue that I have with him, though, is that he does the same thing that all comedians are doing right now. And they keep talking about how, like, oh, they're trying to censor me. Like, and that just gets really fucking old. Has he been doing that? I've seen I've seen clips of him talking about, like, like there's a great clip of Bill Maher trying to bait him into doing that. And and Bill Burr is just like, no, who who's censoring these people? It's not who who are the, who who are, who are these mobs of people who are like, no, you're not allowed to talk. Who are they? It, it's it's so great because Mar is just like he's trying so desperately to be like, yeah, you're on my side about this, and Bill's just like, what? The fuck are you talking about? No, no, nobody's stopping Chris Rock from saying whatever he wants. It's not happening. Yeah, you know what, man? I I could be wrong with, on it though, but like it's the um, it's probably the way it's being marketed, like his specials and stuff like that, like uncensored, like people are trying to stop him from saying this sort of thing. But like I, yeah, that's it's why I like him the most. But also too, like he's secretly very pro, um, like destroying the patriarchy. And, oh, and yeah. what I mean by that is, is he he has a bit that is one of my absolute favorites, and like. The reason it's one of my favorites is because it's it's again like subversively smashing the patriarchy. He talks about like it's it's um Thanksgiving it's like um Halloween time and he sees a pumpkin at the uh at the grocery <laughs> store. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna get a pumpkin. And like he just goes off on this like tangent about how as a kid, like all the kids in his neighborhood would have made him fun of him for shit like that. Oh, look at you, you're a fair I'm not even gonna use the word that he uses because yeah. it's offensive. Oh, look at this guy. He's a fairy. Look at him carving a pumpkin. Oh, and like that's so much that that's how I grew up. The guys I grew up around did shit like that. Like this is the stuff in your brain that you don't want to admit. And he talks about this stuff and like he talks about like that's why men have like massive coronaries when they're like in their 50s or 60s because they've been repressing their emotions for years and they can't have any joy. Like why you won't. You know, uh, uh, say a baby's cute or pet a puppy or, exactly. or any of that shit. You won't, yeah. you won't put, uh, you won't get blueberries on your pancakes. What? They're not <laughs> sweet enough for you already. Yeah. It's I, I, honestly like I, I really like his stuff. I, um, do too. I, I don't know if I've seen the most recent. Or re- I might be actually like two specials behind. Um, he's definitely starting to veer into that like bitter old white dude thing. But it's there. It like you said, there, well, there's though. an honesty to what he's saying and and it's what one of the things that i found really find really endearing about him is he'll he'll go off on these tangents and then he'll bring it back to like yeah i'm fucking i'm fucking nuts like this it's ridiculous what i think um because even he's like i this is how i feel but it's fucking I, i i hate that i feel this way but it is how i feel 
Like there's, there's, I'm not going to deny that this is, this is my stance on this, but it's just fucking wacky. Like, why are you even listening to me? Why would anybody, you know, think that I'm some authority on any of this bullshit? Um, he's, he's a guy that is so 100% upfront about his stance on things. Um, that like, I totally get why it's a turnoff for a lot of folks. Um, but, and, you know, and, and there is a, a degree of privilege in being able to listen to stuff and be like, yeah, Bill tells it like it is. Um, but it's it's nice to, to see somebody who who um, does take a stand in terms of like, this is this is how I feel. These are my principles and this is how I feel about them. Um, and, you know, I, I just hope he's not like a secret Nazi or, you know. Right you know, kicking puppies for fun or, or, or some other awful shit that I'm, you know, I'm just kind of expecting at this point from most people, particularly affluent white people. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, 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 I very much enjoy him for now and we will see how long that lasts. So let me, let me ask you, um, when it comes to, because first off, we haven't said it on the air, but you got a big boy job, man. Congratulations. You're making making big bucks, moving on up to the east yeah. side. Thank you, sir. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. I was super happy for you. I was super excited that you um, – because you deserve it, man. Like, you work hard. You're a good dude. And, like, I was, I was really pulling for you, and I'm glad that it happened. Um, but in that vein, outside of work, like, what have, what have you been doing to try to keep yourself sane? Because it's – it's a crazy world. We talked about it on last week's podcast. Um, there's an there, there's an inauguration next week, and we don't know for sure that it's going to be violence free. Like there's a lot of violence involved. There's a lot of shit going on, and it's a scary time right now. And like, it it feels very 9/11 esque that everybody's just constantly watching the news because like you you're afraid to turn it off. Like, what are you? Are, are you like subscribed to this? Are you like big into watching everything that's happening? Or are you trying to distract yourself from the shitstorm that is our life? I'm I'm trying to stay informed enough that I, I have an idea of what's happening. Um, but for the most part, I I'm not terribly surprised by a lot of it. Um, and I'm Yeah, I, I, I try to, to read enough that I, I can follow follow the, 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 the through line of, of what's been happening. Um, but it's mostly been a matter of like, all right, well, of course that's happening. It's funny that you, you mentioned 9-11 because I, I remember when all that was happening, that, that sort of sense of, of, of unity and togetherness there was. Like it was, um, you know... You could you could be patriotic and it didn't seem like a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and then how quickly that turned from um, a mutual love and, and respect uh, and, and, and like looking toward a, a, a mutual enemy together to every time you see somebody waving an American flag, you're like, yeah, you're probably an asshole. Um <laughs> Like, th- I mean, think about that, like the, the degree to which the the flag of the country we're from, if it's if it's being showcased by somebody, the safe bet is they're probably a prick. Like, 
That's a point. bummer. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, I, Especially, I, too, like, being enlisted, let me yeah. tell you how that shifted quick. Because I, at one point, like, I'd be in uniform, and it was just like, I'm going to get a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you know? Like, and people would, like, stop and, like, salute and be like, thank you so much for your service, son. And I'm like... Yeah. Okay. Like you know, I'm just doing paperwork and shit right now, right? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like fighting terrorists. Like, I'm, I'm literally like filling out manifests and stuff like that. Like, I'm making sure all the equipment is in the the right lockers. Um, don't fucking salute me. But like, and then people like looking at you with disdain. And I remember specifically being called a baby killer at one point, and I was just like. I didn't realize that that was still something that people called guys in the military. I thought that stopped in like Vietnam, but. Here we are. I'm a baby killer, apparently. Like it, yeah, it was Mike, just. Why like, are you dropping napalm on the Viet Cong? Peace, love, dope, man. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it's. But like, I understood, and like, unfortunately, as time went on, I got it even better. But like, yeah, you're right. Like, you question people's patriotism because, you know what? Every single one of those assholes who attacked the Capitol said said that they were patriots. Mm-hmm. And that's not patriotism to me. Uh, trying to kill and kidnap elected officials, because that was their plan. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. That's not patriotism. That's terrorism in its purest form. And the fact that they're trying to play revisionist history with us is frightening, to say the least. And I mean, I, I can only watch snippets. I have to distract myself. And that's what my digital art has been. And that's what the foodball articles have been. And we'll get into that in just a second. But like, what have, are, what have you been doing to keep some? Um, I, I, part of me feels bad because I haven't done any art since like, not like a, or like a full year. I, well, no, that, that's not true. I've done some, some digital stuff. Um, but I haven't put like, pen to paper proper um and and done any like i have like two or three commissions that have been outstanding with very very patient people um and i've just had zero motivation to do any of that um so yeah most of my time has been spent reading comics and watching tv uh i've, I've been getting into um i one of the things that I'll, I'll put on to kind of relax a little bit is like Binging with Babish. Um, have you watched any of that? I have not. The name sounds familiar, but I don't even know what it is. So Binging with Babish is a uh, cooking show on YouTube. I'm already um, in. I it is. Shows and I oh, dude, you'd be all about this thing. Uh, so he, he's, he's since um, branched out into a couple different directions and built sort of a, a, a Babish universe of sorts um but initially the show was him making pop culture food and the first go around would be like let's make it as accurate to the show or media as possible so pop culture food we're we're saying like um i'm trying to think of an example here and i'm blanking on it because i'm a fucking horrible podcast host uh like a, a like a big belly burger Oh, okay. Um, or like if you ever watched um, iCarly, which I doubt that you did because you don't have children, um, they used to have spaghetti tacos and that became a big thing. I like believe making... he's made the spaghetti tacos from iCarly. Okay. All right. um, he's made, there. there's a great many episodes. We're talking like multiples per week over the course of like three or four years, if not longer. Um, 
but he would, you know, he he was a guy. Like, I don't think he's a professionally trained chef. I'm honestly not positive. Um, Andrew something. I can't remember his last name. Um, but and and like the the Babish thing is a is a West Wing reference. Um, he he's he you know, uh, uh, um, oh fuck, what's his name? Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Uh, his character on on West Wing was named Babish. Uh, and it was a thing that Andrew had been doing for years on like Reddit and shit. Uh, and so that became like, like that became like a call sign for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he would, he would try he would, he would do, all right, we're going to make the thing. We're making as accurate to the show as possible. Uh, and then he would try it. And, he, and usually it'd be like, this tastes like garbage. Um, now we're going to try and like kind of adapt it to, you know, just like try to make the better, the best version we could of it. Um, or, or, you know, maybe change it pretty significantly and, um, still make it a, a decent meal out of the same kind of thing. Okay. Uh, he's got a fantastically calming, sexy voice. Um, he's, he, sh he, the whole thing is shot so that you can see from like the middle of his chest down so that you can see, so you mostly just see the, um, like his hands and, uh, the counter. So he's, you know. You you and he and he's walking you through everything he's doing as he's doing it, um, including like times when he'll fuck something up, um, and then cut back and like now they have to you know start something over. Um, but he's a really smart guy and he is really well informed about what he's doing and how he's doing it. Um, and he's done stuff like they've 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 done like field like he's he's never tried to like I don't think the point was ever trying to like hide his face. Um, I mean, maybe it was initially, but he's definitely like you can definitely find photos of him um, and like many, many videos. But he's done stuff like um, I want to say it was pan. Yes, there was an episode where they did the pancakes from Uncle Buck. Oh, and, the fucking one he had to flip with a snow shovel. Yes, and they they ended. Up, he ends up tying that into uh, I think NASA. I want to say it was NASA. Um, but it was it was about building a robot to to make uh, a, a, a giant pancake flipping robot um, because he couldn't get them big enough to really match what you see in the movie. Yeah. So he goes to a laboratory with somebody else and they and they they along with a team of robotic engineers um, develop and build a robot to flip to, to make and flip gigantic pancakes. Um, and it takes a little while to get going, but once they yeah. do, they're able to make like the, the fucking like three foot across pancakes that you see in that fucking movie. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really fun. And, and, um, I had been on a big cooking kick, uh, during quarantine, um, which I, you know, a lot of it was, it's not so much like I've made things from, watching his show as it is just taking inspiration uh as in sort of a general way um of like oh look at all the shit he's made i oh yeah i can make things like that uh maybe i'll make something you know i i i want to go cook now um also i'm big on uh two things um watching people um make shit meaning specifically like like i can watch how it's made for like hours mm -hmm. um because it's 
perfectly like zen and calming to see like all the processes involved to actual to manufacturing how it's made chalk yeah no i got you yeah. it's oh dude it's so fucking cool um but also uh there's i, th- I think it's my mechanics uh on youtube this guy goes through and refinishes um tools and we're talking like oh this cleaver is like 90 years old and is rusted to shit uh i'm going to go through and reface the entire thing and build a new handle for it uh and like oh i need a machine i I need new rivets for it great i'll machine those in my shop um so that it looks perfect and, and brand new when i'm done like that shit is fascinating yeah uh, so so that along with combinations of uh uh or combined with um people making both fail videos and just videos they've they've culled from youtube um much like kids falling off bikes because i could watch that all fucking day um i love watching white men hurt themselves so much <laughs> so much it, it is it is so it, it because i didn't grow up around those kinds of dudes and so like jackass i love jackass because Same. seeing these these stupid white people put themselves in harm's way like i'm not watching bases of death but i will absolutely watch a guy get, get kicked in the, in the balls multiple times like that's that that's a that, that's a peach of a Sunday for me. Um, it's just so fucking entertaining. Have you have you watched the new season of uh, of Letterkenny yet? Uh, no, I think I'm a full like season and a half behind. I'm, I, I, okay. I, might, I might have only like two or three. What is yeah. it like eighth season? And I think there's he like can, a ninth. You can power through it in like three hours. It's like nothing because those episodes are so short. But like they're super short. Yeah. They at one point they're like they're not in quarantine obviously because of of when it was filmed, but like it's Canada and they're stuck inside because it's it's like snow everywhere, you know. So like they're basically talking about like time to hunker down. And one of the things they talk about doing is like, all right, well we're stuck inside for a few weeks. What are we gonna do? Let's watch all three Jackass movies. And they're all like, oh yes. Like and it just spoke <laughs> to me because I'm in the same boat, man. I fucking love the Jackass movies. And like, I definitely remember. Um, I, there's no way she fucking listens to this podcast, but I'm gonna call her out anyways. Her name is Linda Smith, right? So me and all of my friends, like I, I knew Linda, I was like an acquaintance of Linda, Linda, very attractive young lady. Um, but like her and I were never like, like super close. Right. But it, we were in the same friend group. And I said that I wanted to go see, this is how long ago this was. This is when the first Jackass movie came out in the theaters. And I was like, oh, I want to see that movie so bad. And like almost all of my friend group were like, ew, that looks so dumb. It looks so stupid. Except for Linda. Linda was like, fuck yeah, let's go see Jackass. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, let's go see that movie. Like it was just, it's, yeah, like it, it's like the simplest of, of pleasures basically. And yeah, yeah. People like, I, can hurt always, is funny. I can always do without the, like the gross stuff. Oh yeah, like, I don't need to see anybody shitting on like a model village. I'm good. Um, and to date, the most disgusting thing that that actually happened uh, uh, that I've actually watched being um, uh, when Steve-O drank Preston's sweat. That is fucking gross and actually turned my stomach. Um, yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't need that. <laughs> the one. 
The oh. one where he wore the gas mask and he farted in the tube. <laughs> <laughs> and just the immediate retching. <laughs> it's, oh God, it's so fucking funny to see. And like, there's, there's something also to be said for like, they're not doing this shit to strangers. Like, they've all agreed that this is on the table. Like, this is a thing that can be done. Which, you know, I'm sure backfired on, on, on them a lot. And there's a lot of fights we never get to see on screen. But yeah, like, um, what, fucking Bam had that show for a while. Oh, that uh, show was TV, so funny. And that God, was hilarious. Um, but yeah, what, yeah, God, I, watching all these white men hurt each other. It's yeah. just so fucking funny. Um, so yeah, a lot of failed videos, a yeah. lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, um, what is it? People dying inside compilations. Um, that's always a good way to kill a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, cause God damn, like I, I'll sit down, uh, to watch, you know, one or two of those at like 1am and it's six o'clock yeah. <laughs> like, where the fuck did the time go? Um, so yeah, a lot, a, a fair amount of that kind of stuff. I was really into, um, oh, fuck, what are they called? There was a, there's an effects house that has been doing these videos of, they'll, they'll, uh, like they're, they do digital effects and they would do reaction videos to good and bad visual effects. And then they started bringing in professionals in the various fields. So they were like, stuntman reacts to blank. Um, and kind of like when they had like an audience, you could, you get to see the, the, the stuntman or the animator or whatever, kind of walk them through like why this is good or bad. And yeah. that was really fascinating. Collider, colli no, it wasn't Collider, shit. God damn it. This is great radio. Uh, <laughs> let me see. I can... do, 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 do. But yeah, it would be, and like some of it gets really pedantic and really kind of obnoxious. Um, and like to date, one of the things that they, they talked about that they all were like, this is terrible is one of my favorite things, which is the, um, the fight with the Praetorian guard in last Jedi. Yeah. Um, when they, when they, uh, when Kylo Ren kills Snoke, uh, yeah. spoilers, um, it's a little late at this point. I mean, fucking, you've had a couple years at this point. Um, Get them out of your ass. Just, the uh, <laughs> bitter patter. Um, apparently, that fight is that whole sequence is really badly choreographed, but it's just shot really pretty, and it looks really good. Like like all the like the all the guard armors and shit look cool, and um, but like if you look in like the background, there's people just standing there. Like waiting to react, oh, really? um, yeah, and, and like you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care that technically it's bad. Um, I'm in the same boat. I just, I just, you can't, you can't make me give a shit. I just don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't care. Um, and like the whole like, thing? oh fuck, like let me go off on that for a second. The whole disappearing knife thing. Oh, the, the fucking knife. Just shut up. Just let corridor. it go. Not, not collider. The corridor. Corridor crew. Yeah. Um, 
it's yeah animators react to they've had a couple stuntmen that they're friends with come in and, and review stuff the, the the praetorian guard thing was one of the stuntmen being like no here's why all these things don't work yeah but yeah there's there i've heard people reference this there's a knife that disappears what's going yeah. on so it's it's in the scene it's like right towards the end ray's fighting the dude that has two knives right and like okay. The dude like ties like he's got a knife in each hand. And he like ties her up in a in a hold with her arm, like arm bars are so her lightsaber is right there. And like clearly, if he had the other knife, he could have stabbed her right in the side and, and ended her. Right? My guess is he dropped it. Like it just the, when you said pedant, pedantic, pedantic is the exact word. Like just who cares? Let it go. And like it, the people that that nitpick movies like that are just like. It just drives me nuts, man, because it's just like, why does it matter to you so much? Like, and, and they'll give you this, like, grandiose speech about, like, oh, well, it's, they should know better. They, I paid my hard-earned money. Like, how much did you pay? My hard-earned. Like, yeah. okay. I want my $20 back. You like, fucking digging in the mines? Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? You transporting coal with your fucking spoon? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We had to run out of the mine because the canary died. That there was a gas leak. Jesus Christ! Let's go see the Last Jedi. So let's like, see Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I just oh, that's fuck. that's the other thing too is like very rarely. I mean, I've talked to you about this before. Like very rarely do I nitpick special effects where I'm like, like people will be like, oh, the 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 special effects didn't look good in this particular scene. Very rarely do I do that, and not because like I don't notice it, but for the most part, it just doesn't matter to me. It's just not that important. And like, I mean, maybe that makes me a bad movie watcher or whatever. But you know, fuck, I made a website so that we didn't gatekeep people for their geeky opinions. So fuck off. Like, it's... I mean, like if it doesn't bug you, awesome. Yeah. That's great. And 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 like similarly, if it does bug you, that sucks. That's unfortunate because a lot of these visual effects are never going to be perfect. There there's always going to be something some kind of problem to find. And yeah. for some of these people, I just feel it's wrong to say I feel bad for them because I don't. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't feel I, bad I don't for them. fuck them I, in their face. I don't, I don't care. Empathize. I pity them. Um, it's unfortunate that you can't get past, um, this one thing looking not quite right. Um, and you decided to just live in the sort of, uh, uh, frustration and shit of your own misery. Um, but the rest of the world is going to, going to watch this movie and have a good time. And maybe they'll get to that scene and go, ah, it looks goofy. And then keep going. Yeah. You can do that too, if you wanted um, but it seems like you don't want to, so bummer. I really think that it, like, I didn't realize we were going to do a, like, psychological analysis of nerds, but, you know, hey, that's why we're here. Um, one of the things that always gets me is, like, I feel like, this is going to sound awful, but, like, I feel like some people do that with movies because that's all they have. Yeah. And, like, they have to shit on this thing because they don't create themselves. And like very rarely do you see other creators shitting on, uh, on other people. And um, I'm not going to call out names <clears throat> in our group, but there was somebody that was, there was a conversation that was being had about um, our personal favorite man crush, 
uh, Raylan Givens himself, Tim- Timothy Oliphant, and people were talking about uh, how like they didn't like him. And when, like first off, the audacity! Like, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you! How dare you speak of of this man in such a way? But the second thing that I got was at one point somebody was saying they were like, "Oh, well, he um, he was mean to Kevin Smith." And first off, Kevin Smith is a dick. <laughs> so, like, for anybody to be dis- defending poor, defenseless Kevin Smith, like, oh, he's just a fat guy. You got to stick up for him because he can't fight. Like, no, he is an asshole. Kevin Smith shits on everyone, every given chance he has. So, if, like, your justification for not liking Timothy Oliphant is because he was mean to Kevin Smith one time, like, fuck off, dude. Like, really? Like, that's that's your concern? Is that he was mean to Kevin Smith once? Have you heard the shit that Kevin Smith says about everyone? Like, Kevin Smith's a big boy. He can handle himself. Like, it, it's... That... I, I found that laughable. But not only that, too. I also found an interview where Kevin Smith and, and Timothy Oliphant are sitting together laughing it up. So there ain't any hurt feelings there. They're still buds. And not only that, Kevin Smith was the first one to applaud Timothy Oliphant in his uh, appearance in The Mandalorian, talking about how it was, it was amazing and it was great. And my friend, Timothy Oliphant. So... I don't think Kevin Smith's feelings were hurt. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't able to see the clip, but apparently it's from um, one of the evening with Kevin Smiths. Yeah, and it honestly read like I guess like I, I didn't watch it. I, I don't have firsthand knowledge of it. Um, <laughs> but what I read about it, it seemed to be like an ego thing, and it stems from they were both on. Uh, both in rather a, a rom-com uh, with Jennifer Garner and yeah. a handful of other people. Um, and Smith himself has talked about how, like how bad an actor he is, um, how he doesn't really know how to do the job, how, how like the thing that most actors hate, which is getting line readings is exactly what he wants because he wants it to be over as fast as possible yeah. uh, and, and to get the job done. And and he would talk about in interviews how like how bad again how bad an actor he was and how much um, and how like little thought and effort he puts into it because he's so bad at it. And to me, like I hear that, and if I'm a professional actor, all I'm hearing is this guy is getting paid what an actor should be being paid to do a job that he admittedly says he can't do as opposed to hiring a real actor to do it. Yeah. Like that would stick in my craw. Like that would bug me. Yeah. And it would be like somebody hiring me to do digital art when you missed, I I has a degree, you know, like, and getting paid the same amount. Like if they paid me less, it's one thing, but like if we're getting paid the same amount, yeah. Like you have a degree, you've done this stuff. Like, I'm an but amateur, even, you know? Even that argument doesn't really work because you would try. Yeah, true. You would put the effort in. Um, and I don't, I'm like, that's the thing. I don't think Smith was like being like, yeah, this fucking acting shit is a, is a, is a real racket. Like, you know, I don't even put forth any effort. I don't even give a shit. I think he tries in so much as like he, he hits his mark and he tries to deliver his lines. He was but, self-deprecating basically. But yeah, and, and it's, yeah, it's self-deprecating, but it's also like, it's him also copying the fact he's like, yeah, but I'm not very good. Well then, why the fuck did you get brought on? Um, it's a valid question. And <laughs> and then you have someone who like, look, do do too many people 
uh, uh, hype up Timothy Olsen? Probably. Um, oh, well. Like, I, I fucking love that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, can do no wrong in my book. And, <laughs> um, and he seems like a genuinely charming guy. Um, but yeah, no, like, I mean, different strokes. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, it, it, But it very much hit me as like, really? No, not a fan? Um, but this person, who will go unnamed, has taken some very interesting and fascinating takes uh, and stances in the past, i.e. certain superheroes from a planet called Krypton. Um, so, yeah, as oh, much as I love him, and I oh. do, shut the fuck up, asshole. How about that? How about that? <laughs> oh, man, it's just funny because, like, literally, I was thinking earlier, because, like, I want to have a conversation with this person based on another conversation that you and I had had. Oh, about... yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I want to speak to this person. He seems like a genuinely nice person. <laughs> You're just shitting all over him right now. Outstanding. It's, I mean, in, in the way that, like, he is a friend of mine. He is the only way that yeah. I could actually, you know, I mean... Don't be wrong. I can shit on plenty of people that I don't like. Um, you're, you're Kevin Smith <laughs> right now, basically. So. But at the end, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's it's so much more fun. Uh, uh, like it's it's the tact you take on it. Like it's it's the angle you approach it from. Like, yeah. you know, is this good natured ribbing uh, wherein we disagree with something, and I can be like, ah, you're a dickhead, um, or is this being like? Oh, I don't believe in your basic human rights. Like, oh, well, fuck you. I hope bad things happen to you, and I hope you die in a fucking tire fire. Um, you know, I'm leaning toward the first, and I'm trying to avoid as much as possible having to be involved in the latter. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, YouTube videos. This has been fun. Fucking, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Me I and have, have yeah, also ahead. been doing... Um, a couple of sitcoms like we we've been burning through them uh and we're on fresh off the boat right now we're almost done with it i, and Katie, I really i really enjoyed that show um a lot like I, yeah, I really it's hysterical it. yeah it's so fucking funny uh jessica huang has got to be one of the most unlikable characters i've ever encountered in pretty much any media um but goddamn, just Constance Wu does do a wonderful job of playing that playing that woman. Yeah, they um, reading reading some of Eddie Wong's books. Um, they um, they really clean up his dad, like as in like make oh, him a yeah? likable person because his dad is a dick in the books, man. Like <clears throat> at one point, like they're playing basketball, and he was telling the story in one of his books that they're playing basketball, and like like his dad is like like treating him like Charles Barkley, like hard fouls and like knocking him over and shit. And like, Eddie's like, Eddie's like, what the fuck dad? And he's just like, the world will not be nice to you. They're not going to play easy for you just cause you're a kid. Not only that, you're an immigrant. So you got to toughen up and deal with this shit. And like, I get the sentiment I understand, but it's just like, wow. Like that's a harsh lesson, but like, and again too, I mean like for, for like having that actor play his dad, that guy is so fucking likable. It's yeah. Like yeah. Like I don't even know the guy's name, and I feel bad now because he's also in uh, Ant Man. He's uh, Randall Park. One of the, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he's outstanding, dude, and he's so funny and likable. And like Eddie Wong, I actually lost a lot of respect for him. Um, not like in like really like jokingly. Like he was on Hot Ones. We're talking about YouTube videos. Yeah. 
YouTube shows, fucking hot ones. That dude, Sean from Hot Hot Ones, is the best interviewer in the world right now. Like He's that incredible. dude does the best interviews by far. They're so good. And like, um, Eddie Wong was on, and Eddie Wong's like Chinese, and he talks about like how he eats all these spicy foods all the time. He got like three in and then tapped, out. <laughs> and I was like, I was I was disappointed. I was like, Eddie, what the fuck, man? Like. I came here for like some real shit. Fucking Weird Al finished all of them, and you only got three. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was I was not happy with Eddie Wong. <laughs> I remember um, Padma Lakshmi on there being so fucking casual the whole time, just like, oh yeah, that is pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, all of, you know, you know what? who I gained a lot of respect for? So Rachel Ray. No shit, really? Yeah, so, like, first off, like, I, I would, like, I joke when I first met my wife that she looks like a combination between Tina Tina Fey and Rachel Ray. So, like, automatically, you know, kind of kind of got a thing for, uh, for Rachel Ray. But, like, Rachel Ray comes on there, and she's just like, where did you get your chicken for the chicken wings? And he's like, oh, well, um, you know, just some place. And she's like, look, no, no offense, I'm not going to eat just some random chicken that you don't even know where it came from. And he's like, well, how are we going to do this contest? She's like, give me the hot sauce on a spoon. And ate that shit, <laughs> ate all of it on a fuck? spoon, like a fucking badass. Like Holy and like shit. didn't didn't even sweat. Was just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm getting some notes of cayenne here, and uh, oh, ooh, that's a ghost pepper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, but this is good. This is this one's just offensively hot, but like not even sweating, dude. And she was just like unfazed, and I was like, I, I fucking Rachel Ray, man, hell yeah, like. <laughs> She's no joke, dude. And like, um, it, it's funny, like how many the people that you see on there that you either gain respect for or lose respect. I lost a lot of respect for Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, he he, uh, he could not hang. He acted he acted like such a cow. It was ridiculous. He was just like when he got something really, really spicy, he was like taking lemon juice and water and shooting it in his mouth. Like it, it was, <laughs> it was embarrassing. I was like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? Like, I get that he's got you know this refined palate and he you know calls everybody all sorts of horrible curse words, but like, fuck, dude, like that was embarrassing. <laughs> like, you're like this well-renowned chef and you're just like taking it like yeah, no. And like Weird Al, I mentioned it before. Weird Al like didn't even blink. He was just like, hmm, this is hot. Like <laughs> Weird Al is my hero though. So like I, just, I was super impressed with him with that. I'm trying to think of like there were, what, what was it? Was it Coolio that ended up puking? Coolio? <laughs> nice. There was somebody um, was like who, who like went to the hottest one first. Oh, yeah thinking they were going to like be a badass and just yeah. could not fucking hang and it fucked him up nice and it fucked him up bad yeah um there was um i know that dj khaled couldn't hang and that was funny he got like three <laughs> in he was talking so much shit and then he lost it was it was wonderful that is really <laughs> entertaining when you see yeah. the people who were like ah i grew up on hot food blah 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 and they come in and just get destroyed yeah. like they just can't fucking do it yeah. um Idris Elba was really funny and charming because he's Idris Elba. He's Idris um, Elba, yeah, exactly. Um, but even he was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why would you do this? Um, uh, Charlie Theron was another one who was like doing pretty fucking pretty fucking well. Um, yeah, yeah, let me see. Like, 
hot ones. Best yeah, I was, I was really, um, a couple of people really impressed me. Like I, um, something that I gained over, um, pandemic, I've always loved Guy Fieri. Like, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Like people can make fun of him and be like, oh, his food's gross. And like, he just adds extra sauces and shit. That's cool. Fine. Fucking whatever. I think he's entertaining. Um, but more so than that, that dude gives a fuck about people. Because when the government was like pissing and moaning about what they were going to do about the pandemic and how they were going to pay people, Guy Fieri was setting up million dollar funds to pay restaurant workers to make sure that they were paid when they couldn't work because everything was shut down. So like if you think that Guy Fieri is cheesy and you think he's a piece of shit and you think that you can make fun of him, you can fucking miss me with all of that because that is a goddamn like saint like that dude did amazing things when people were sitting on their ass doing nothing. So yeah fuck all of that yeah he, it's funny i remember reading an article about him a while back um about how he was just a, such a fucking douchebag and like would 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 carry himself and do the things that you would expect the that exact kind of douche douchey guy to do yeah. um and i don't know how much of it is just like he's he's kind of changed over time or what but it it i'm just happy to see that guy's like kind of transformation um in terms of like going from from being kind of an asshole uh to like putting in a lot of effort to 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 be concerned and care about people um and yeah like Dyer's drives and dives i can watch that fucking show all day i love it's that show so fucking so... entertaining like hey, he's a fucking cartoon cool? character but yeah i i can absolutely watch that you want to hear something cool? A guy that I went to high school with that, like, I was, I, I wouldn't say friends. Like, we were, like, acquaintances and, like, we got along pretty well. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to call him a friend now because I haven't seen the dude in, like, 20 plus years. But he's got a place up in D.C. It's okay. like a uh, like a ramen house. And he was on Diners, Drivers, and Dives. So oh, I'm going to give him a shout out here. Guy's name is Eric Bruner Yang. Um, from what I remember, Eric, you're a fucking cool dude. I'm sorry <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're just like, come on, Mike, we're cool. What the fuck? No, you're a cool dude. And the fact that you're a professional chef and the fact that you're on television and the fact that you've opened up your own restaurant, that's, that's a fucking amazing dude. And you should be proud of yourself. You're doing awesome work. I hope that the pandemic has not kicked your ass. Like, and I would love to talk to you because I haven't talked to you in like 20 years. So maybe this somehow will reach you through the ether, fingers crossed, maybe, but Either way, I, I'm fucking proud of you, man. You're, you're doing awesome shit. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, there's a. It, I don't know what happened, but there was a restaurant in Falls Church that was featured on there, and I went in like the day after the episode uh, reran, and it was packed. And I'm nice. like, fuck, that. This is awesome. Good, good job. And then within like six months, it was closed. Like what the fuck? Like, that makes, <laughs> I mean, honestly though, like in this area, that's not surprising because like it's this area, you know, like rent's so fucking high and like food costs and like there's there's just it, running a business is not easy and like there was a stat that I saw that like something like like I, I wish I could figure I gotta see if I can find it I think it's like forty percent of businesses fail in the first year and like another like sixty percent fail in the first five years so like it it is not easy to do. And yeah, that's why you see so much turnover with that sort of stuff and it sucks. But like, yeah, especially after something like that, you would just assume that you'd just be printing your own money if you're on like diners, drive-ins and dives, but apparently not, man. That sucks. Yeah. I think a lot of it ends up being 
you know, there's sort of an initial hype and then a drop off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been a, a fairly consistent amount of store of, of restaurants that have like closed up shop after being on that show. And like, like similar to, um, kitchen nightmares, like oh, something yeah. like one in one in three of the restaurants featured on there just never gets their shit together and just shut down. Well, you got to think that you got to think that too, man. Like to a certain degree, um, people are creatures of habit. So as soon as Gordon Ramsay like leaves, they're gonna go right back to the old shit that they were doing. Yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah, that definitely happens. Um, which is a fucking bummer. Like no, we were, we were here to fix things, and we, tr- we no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Because sometimes I mean, like half the times, people who never should have gotten restaurants to begin with, and don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, which like, I don't understand the logic behind that at all. I don't own a restaurant. I've never owned a restaurant. Um, I kind of like to cook, but not that much. Um, I like to eat. (laughs) I know what I'll open a restaurant. Why would you do that? Why would, why would you go into an industry you know nothing about aside from being on the receiving end of the end product. Yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No, it's, I've thought about it a couple of times and then like woke back up and was like, fuck all that noise. Cause like, it would be cool to have like your own sandwich shop. Right. But like, that's, that would get really tired really quick because like, it, it, yeah, that's not my dream. That's not my passion. I like to cook, but I like to cook in my own free time. Not like, on somebody else's time and like especially too like i'm not a super picky eater in general so if like something's a little bit messed up i'm just like eh, whatever and i'll eat it right it has yeah. to be really really bad for me to be like this is fucking horrible and um i would if, if somebody was just like well this, this is not to my standard i would just be like what's your fucking problem man like <laughs> just get over it because it's not that big a deal but like again like people are weird about their food and like not everybody is gonna be like chill basically and like that's yeah i, I would get real fucking tired of that real quick yeah uh, it's it just baffles me man like i just don't understand why anyone would just leap head first into something like that because it's so much work and like obviously a big part of why people do it is they have no idea what they're doing yeah 100%. Um, they think it's just going to be making money the hand yeah fist. right yeah everybody needs to eat like well <laughs> did you do any research on this did you spend any time you know thinking about how this is going to work or you were just like ah you know there's a space open so let's go ahead and use that <laughs> It just I I just don't understand it. Particularly yeah. not anyone doing that in the last like ten to fifteen years, when you have so much information at your fingertips, not doing not not being fully up on what's going on in in a, a uh, an industry that you are brand new to is just astounding to me. I don't understand it. I just that yeah fucking wacky. I hear you. Um, I, w- I wanted to talk about this, and then we'll, we'll end on this. It's kind of a perfect segue. We're talking about food. Um, I don't think I've really talked about it much on the podcast, but one of the article series that I've st- I, again because I was not bored, but like just trying to distract myself from like a 
a, a psychopath in the in office, but like not only just a psychopath, a racist psychopath, and like a a white supremacist baiter who's basically like, hey, why don't you guys start a war? Wouldn't that be fun? Um, just to distract myself from all the shit that's going on, um, I started doing some research into um, food and cities and football. And those sound like weird things to combine, but let me explain. So this all started because um, the Washington football team changed their name in the summertime before the season started because it was really fucking racist. And I started, they had a contest where they're like, oh, you can make um, your own logo and like submit it and maybe the team will choose it. So I did that because again, trying to improve my digital art skills, I was like, all right, let me make something cool. And I did the Washington justice and it had the statue of the, like the justice statue, like the lady with the sword and the, the, um, um, that they like, blindfold over her eyes and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this looks fucking dope. Right. And I shared it and I shared it with some of my friends and I was quickly reminded, they're like, you really want to name a team of justice that like basically was a racial slur for almost a hundred years. <laughs> um, but then on top of that, there was just a story that was released about how they were sexually harassing all their female employees. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty tone deaf. Um, <laughs> let me go ahead and do something different. So I started thinking, I was like, well, what's not offensive? And I was like, food, everybody fucking loves food. We were just talking about that. Fucking everybody needs to eat. But then I was like, you know, there's really nothing about DC that had to do with that old name. Like it was a Native American name, as you know, a racial slur, but like, what about DC? What does that have to do with DC? And I was like, it would be cool if sports teams had names that were appropriate for the city, that fit with the city, that fit a vibe. But then also too, it'd be kind of fun to do, like to learn like what is iconic food in every city. So I started with DC and I was like, all right, well, what is DC famous for? I was like, well, we got seafood. Um, I was like, but what's uniquely DC? And I was like, um, half smokes. And the reason why I chose half smokes is because outside of DC, nobody knows what those are. You're like a half smoke. And they're like, what the fuck's a half smoke? And you have to explain it to them. God, so I was like, well, that's what it is. You're fucking right they are. And eat them by the dozen if I could. Um, <laughs> peel, them, peel them like bananas. Um, but um, that and mumbo sauce. And mumbo sauce, if you're unfamiliar, it's basically like a mix between barbecue sauce and hot sauce and um, a little bit of sweet and sour sauce. It's yeah. really, really good on just about everything. And it's oddly enough, I made a reference in the article that nobody is from DC, a, a very small percent, like you are, I am, MC is, but most people are not from DC, they're transplants. Mumbo sauce is a transplant. Mumbo sauce was originally created in Chicago, but it made its name in DC. And I was like, that's that's perfect. So those, those were the two representatives I did for DC. And as I've gone into cities that I'm familiar with, Baltimore, New York, Philadelphia, um, like I know all these cities really, really well. So those were easy, but like I'm getting into cities that I didn't know anything about. Like Boston, I knew a little bit about, you know, everybody knows Boston. You're like, oh, clam chowder, <laughs> uh, lobsters. But like doing this research about these cities is just like, it's really, really cool. But man, is our country fucking racist as shit. <laughs> yeah, like, buddy. Every single city, every fucking city. It's like, hey, there were these natives and then the Americans came in and fucking killed most of them or made them move because they're assholes. Or, you know, some Europeans showed up 
in like the 1600s and then they came back 50 years later and all of the natives were dead wonder why filthy fucking europeans like it was just like every single history of every major east coast city is like that and like as i go west i just guarantee that i'm gonna run into it again and it's oh like, fuck yeah yeah fun fact did you yes. know that in the base of every pylon on the golden gate bridge there's at least one person darker than a paper bag like, what shit. the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's all just, it's all fucking awful. It's all horrible oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about San Francisco and, and the fucking, like, okay. So, <laughs> Red was privy to this stuff because as I find it out, like, I message him on Facebook and I tell him about the horrible shit that I find. So, so San Francisco, like, I have this cool story. I'm like, you know, the fortune cookie that we all love with Chinese food is actually was made in San Francisco, is invented in San Francisco. I learned that on the Food Network. That can't possibly have any racial connotations to it because it's it? this empowering no. thing, right? Oh, but you would be so wrong to think that because listen to this horse shit. So the cookie itself is Japanese. The Japanese were the ones making it, and they were selling it to the Chinese uh, who were selling it in their restaurants because the first Chinatown in America was in San Francisco. Hey, cool story, right? That's fucking awesome, you know, empowering for the immigrants. Oh, it gets so much worse because right around 1941, remember that thing that happened, Pearl Harbor, uh, where the Japanese attacked the Americans? Yeah, yeah we did some really – that. Yeah, possibly, you know, might be a whole day about it. But – um. So the American government decided that anybody that was of Japanese descent was going to be put into a camp. That includes all the people that were making fortune cookies in, uh, in San Francisco. Um, so the Chinese found out about this because they weren't rounding up the Chinese. And the Chinese were like, well, fuck, let's just steal the fortune cookie recipe and make them ourselves. So I was like, I can't in good conscience name a team the San Francisco fortune cookies when it was basically the reason why they're as popular as they are is because of Japanese internment during World War II. Fuck all of that. Like, every single city is like that, man. Every city. It's just like... the You know what? The only one that I haven't run into like that so far is Los Angeles. Hmm. I wonder, the, I, I wonder what the, fucking skeletons are buried there. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It, with, with Los Angeles, right? I know that like there's nothing like that to begin with. But if you just dig a little bit, like that golden era of Hollywood... Oh, like, fuck yeah. The original police chief of Los Angeles, like during that time, the one that was like featured in all the movies that he's played by James Cromwell in uh, L.A. Confidential. Um, one, white supremacist, uh, two, KKK member, three, would recruit his police officers by going to KKK rallies and be like, hey, want to be a cop? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So then you have things like the L.A. riots happen. You have things like Rodney King happen and you wonder why. <laughs> and it's 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 just I mean like <laughs> the two pale men sitting here talking about like did you know America's racist? Um, <laughs> like you you hear that shit and, and you start thinking about like you know well if 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 that degree of racism is part of the bedrock of a particular institution and. I mean, so many of the jobs I've gotten over over my lifetime have been through friends and family and, you know, various recommendations here and there. Like, to what degree is that just a consistently perpetuated, uh, um, like, institutional disease? Like, it just, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, it just continues to, to pull in 
the same kind of awful shit. Um, and that's that's ugh, exactly my point. That's exactly my point because in in the first article that I wrote for DC, and actually the subsequent ones for for um, the first three, so DC, Philly, and New York, I didn't really touch on that. I didn't really touch on like the way that we treated the native natives that were here when we came over. Um, how we displaced them and murdered them and killed them with nasty diseases. I didn't talk about that. But as the articles progressed, it was something that I couldn't ignore because it's important because for most publicly schooled white folk, you didn't get this. This wasn't part of the history. It was it was a glorification of this settler's spirit and like this manifest destiny, like that this America was ours and like we asked the natives politely if they would move off the land and they were like, sure. Cause white people are great. And like, <laughs> everything I, I, was awesome thereafter. Exactly. And, and I want people to know the truth and, and, but also too, that it doesn't take away from these great stories because yes, that's horrible, but I'll give, I'll, I'll use Tampa uh, for example. Tampa's a fucking cool city because one, I mean, of course, you know, the, the Spanish came over. <laughs> I love the way they hide this into these articles, too, like on Wikipedia, right? They talk about how the indigenous people of, like, Tampa and Miami, right? They were like, oh, these people were, were here. The Spanish showed up. Um, and then in 1700, they all left for Cuba for some reason. And you're like, well, that seems weird. Why would they all leave for Cuba? Turns out that Spain was like, hey, you're all coming to Cuba. We're going to teach you uh, Catholicism. If you don't like it, we're going to kill you. So... <laughs> That's why they all left for Cuba, not because they were like, that seems like a good vacation spot. Like, no, it was much worse than that. All of that saying this, uh, there's a city, there's a, there, it's a town, it's like a neighborhood in, in Tampa called Ybor City. It was founded by Cuban immigrants. It was a guy who was making um, cigars. Um, guy's last name is Ybor. And the Tampa, like, community was like hey listen why don't you come up here build your cigar factory bring some of your other cigar making friends up here too um and we'll build we'll, you know you can literally have lay the land it'll be cheap it'll be great the entire city was built by immigrants by cuban immigrants by italian immigrants by jewish immigrants and it became this amazing melting pot of people that was and, and like it's they started all of these really progressive programs that like other areas of the country weren't even doing and like it was this Again, they got the land in a really shitty way to begin with, but then immigrants took over and they were like, no, we're going to make this something great. And it really was. And that's why I chose the sandwich, uh, the uh, Cubano, because the Cubano is literally a mix of Cuban bread, but then they also use Italian salami. And like it, it was just like this cool mashup of like this amazing thing. And like that's that's some of the cool stuff that I've been finding is that there's all these awesome stories of like America being a melting pot and these cities having these amazing things that come from them because of diversity, because of everybody coming together. So like finding the thing that makes America great, our diversity, you know, our ability to work together and putting that on showcase like, hey, listen, this is how this horrible shit started. But look, there are some good things that we try to do as a country. And these are the things that we stand by sort of thing. Yeah, man. It's fucking awesome. And, like, I am so hungry after writing these goddamn articles. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Cuban sandwiches and key lime pie and, like, I see all this stuff and I'm like, fuck, I want to have that. Oh, yeah. And that was another one. Learning about food that I had no fucking clue about. 
in when I got to the Miami article, they have this thing called the Cuban Frita. It is half pork, half beef. If it's not pork, sometimes it's chorizo, and it's like mashed together to make a hamburger patty. They fry it, and then they put those potato sticks on it, like the shredded potatoes. They put those on top of it, and then a spicy ketchup sauce. That looked like the most amazing sandwich I've ever had. Like, I've never had it before, but I, I want one. Like, I dream of that sandwich. Like, it speaks to me in Spanish. And I don't even, like, speak Spanish. And, like, but I understand it somehow. Because we understand each other on, like, a, you know, like a like a cosmic level. Me and a sandwich. But, like, yeah. it's just, it's been cool, like, finding all of this stuff out about this, about amazing food. Stuff that you had no idea about. Like, did you know that fajitas really got popular in Houston? I did not know that, but it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And like this, there was this lady, um, Mama Ninfa was her name, N-I-N-F-A. Yeah, um, she basically like the whole like sizzling plate and everything. Like th- this one woman was just like, we're going to make fajitas a fucking thing, dude. And you can thank her because like if it wasn't for her, they wouldn't be as popular as they are because they're a cheap dish. Ultimately, like it's a, it's a cheap cut of steak and like a bunch of vegetables. And they just, you know, put it on over, over a hot flame and that's it. But like. It's just cool how this stuff comes together and, and learning about this and like how how tied to our identity food is. And like also too, like how like how people are willing to fight over food, man. Like we talked about pizza in New York. Like <laughs> it kills me every time too, because like if you any New Yorkers out there, I'm sure you're probably like rolling your eyes right now, but you know, fuck off. Here you go. So you can't have a conversation with a New Yorker about pizza ever. And Rambo, why is that? Why can you not talk to New Yorkers about pizza? Oh, because the idea, the, the concept of deliciousness started in New York. Didn't you know? You didn't hear about that? Yeah. I, man, it... New- <laughs> New Yorkers for me are like Star Wars fans. Yeah. In that if there had to be a person or 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 a people that while trying to promote a thing are also trying to actively turn you against it, man, that they are just perfectly suited. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. <laughs> I have a line in the article. I'm pulling it up right now. Hang on a second. Like it's, it's like my, it's like my favorite part about pizza because I rip, I rip on New Yorkers like in this New York article like so hard. Like I'm not even nice about it. <laughs> it's 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 the kind of thing where there's such a, a great diversity of jackass there as well because. Yeah. For some, it's 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 the it's it's no different than the guy who has never moved more than ten miles from the place he was born, yeah. but will tell you about how great his hometown is. Exactly. Only in this particular case, it's like one of the largest, most thriving cities in the world. So he's kind of technically right. Yes. Um, and, and like honestly, that's the thing that pisses me off the most is I'm sure New York is amazing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, Here, I'm, I'm going to read you an excerpt. God damn it. <laughs> do, you, 
Do you know why pizza is so uniquely associated with New York? Well, much like the joke, how do you know if someone is a vegan slash crossfitter slash atheist? Don't worry, they'll tell you in the first few minutes of meeting them. New Yorkers will gladly tell you, almost reflexively, that they can't get good pizza anywhere except New York. New York is obviously theirs. Pizza is obviously theirs. No one else is allowed to talk talk about it, much less make a great pizza. And even if they... Even if it's the best pizza that they've ever had, and let's say it's in Roanoke, Virginia, they would never admit it. The chef could be a third-generation pizziolio. That's actually the proper term for a pizza maker. I looked it up. He could have worked at Famous Ray's in New York, and the New Yorker would say, eh, it was okay, I guess. Not as good as home. New Yorkers are like a jealous significant other when it comes to pizza. And like, yeah, it... I make that joke about Roanoke because the best pizza I've ever had in my life was in Roanoke because it was from a guy who was born in New York, learned to make pizza at like the original Ray's Pizza and like came down there and it was amazing. And I took somebody who was from New York there and they were like, it was good, but you know, it wasn't you as know. good as New York. And I'm like, fuck off. I also I just, have zero compunction yeah. about doing the most stereotypical Brooklyn accent I can whenever <laughs> given the opportunity to talk about it. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's all right. Is that right? But you know, fucking, uh, and and like they could be talking about the fucking Elios they get out of their fucking freezer. But if they if they bought it in a fucking Safeway in New York proper, it's the best pizza they've ever had. Like, it's just some. It's something about the water. They do that shit with bacon. Yeah, the water. Too. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you know what'll really fuck them up though? If you blow their mind with science, because and this is something that I know, the water that comes to New York City is actually from an aquifer up near Buffalo. <laughs> so it's not even New York water. It's not New York so City water. It's Buffalo water. Yeah. It's the process of coming through the pipes. It's when it enters New York City proper through those pipes that's what it actually there's there's a chemical change that happens i'm sure i'm gonna get so much hate over this shit i don't, I don't give a fuck yeah, but, like i can fucking do something about it if this speaks <laughs> to you and, you and you think i'm talking about you guess what i am <laughs> i'm talking about you specifically well here's, and if here's not, the fucking relax here's one of the things that i love about new yorkers though too is you can bust their balls and for the most part they'll like they'll bust your balls back but then everybody's friends at the end of it one would hope. Yeah. It's not that fucking big a deal. Pizza. Just, just and chill. like, it's just, it's fucking real. Oh, I, I wouldn't, I never eat Domino's. All right, cool. I know so, what you're referencing. Like, <laughs> like, I just, and that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm talking about a specific thing, but I'm also talking about the numerous times I have heard from people who claim, and that's the other thing, claim to be from New York, which is right up there with people who are like, there are a number of people who would who would act as though I could say I'm from D.C. I'm not from D.C. I'm from Maryland. I grew up about 10 minutes outside of D.C., but yeah. that's not the same fucking thing. Like, if you grew up in a Chicago suburb, guess what? You're not from fucking Chicago. And there are so many people who are like, oh, I'm from New York. No, you're not. You're from Long Island. Long you're Island is York not State. New York, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you know, maybe you're from fucking Jersey. I'm from New York. No, you're not, motherfucker. <laughs> like, there's this, there's this sense of overwhelming pride associated with that fucking city. You know what, though? In, in their defense, to explain to somebody, oh, I'm from Sheep's Heads Bay. They're going to be like, well, where the fuck's that? You're like Long Island. They're like, Long Island? New York. Well, where's that near? New York City. It's like 30 minutes east of New York City. Oh, okay. 
I get that because when somebody who's not from this area asks me where I'm from, I tell them DC because it's easier to explain. It's so much easier to be like, oh, I'm from the DC area is what I always say. Now, if somebody, if I'm- Well, you qualified you know, it. You yeah. qualified it. Yeah. You said DC area. Yeah. You didn't say I'm from near New York. I'm from the New York area. No, I'm from DC. That's a lie. <laughs> where are you from? Oh, I'm from DC. Oh yeah, what part of DC? You know, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's where I grew up. You yeah. know, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, like Southeast, Northeast? No, 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 no. Fredericksburg. <laughs> <laughs> not DC, you dick. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying doing it. Um, it's making me hungry as fuck. Um, once the pandemic is over, I think that um, we've talked about having a barbecue. I think that we might also need to have a national food ball league, um, just buffet. Like where we just have we have cheesesteaks and we have pizza and we have bagels and we have half smokes and we have um, I'm trying to think of some of the other foods that I've run across um, like clam chowder from, you know, lobster rolls, like all this shit from from all of these foods. Like I, I got to try all of this stuff. Some of these some of these I've never had. Uh, there are. I'm trying to think of the ones that I haven't had before that I've run across. Uh, I'll tell you what I can't find. And it's hard because I guess Uno's was like my my gateway to Chicago style pizza. Like there's nowhere around here that makes Chicago style pizza. No, because it gets so much shit. Nobody wants to be the one to, to start that up. See, like, and that's I think it's delicious. It's like a it's like a pizza casserole. It's fucking delicious, man. I mean, I've had Uno's, but I've never had like proper uh, 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 Chicago style. Like, yeah, I don't know. For, it, it's Food is food, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, cups, listen to the fat man. If it tastes good, eat it. It doesn't matter how it's made or where it's from. That's a, that's a whole sub-podcast right there. <laughs> fat guys talking food. Yeah. Yeah, people, yeah. people who ask skinny people food advice, not in terms of, like, how did you lose weight, but, like, what's, what tastes good? Fuck off. What are you doing? Yeah. To, to paraphrase uh, uh, Dave Attell, you don't ask... <laughs> You don't ask a fat man how to lose weight. Uh, uh, you know what is? Oh fuck! What's his joke? God, it's directions. It's terrible. you don't ask a fat. Yeah, you don't ask you a fat, ask guy, fat directions. guy directions. You ask a guy with one leg directions. Yeah, because he's gonna. That guy's got good information. Yeah. <laughs> Slippery outside. Now point me east. <laughs> <laughs> I love David Hill. Oh my god. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to mine and Rambo's ramblings for this evening uh, with our podcast about nothing as we just talk about what we're doing to keep ourselves sane. That's important. It's a really shitty time out there. Uh, thousands of people are dying every day. Um, our government is in a state of chaos. Um, we're all stuck at home. And I understand the responsibility that we have here at GGR to be a refuge, to be a place for you to not have to worry about this shit. And that's a promise that we're going to keep. We're going to continue to do this stuff. Um, it's it's something that I, I feel very passionately about. Like we we want to share these things, but we also don't want to ignore them. We want to make sure that everybody knows that like we're aware of what's going on. We took our stand. We 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 made it very very clear where we stand. In fact, we lost people because of that. But that's ultimately it's it's addition through subtraction, if that makes sense. Um, we're stronger because of it. And that's a promise that we're going to keep to you is we're going to continue to be that place of strength, but also to a place where everybody can feel safe. Um, we're going to come back next week 
um, with more great content. We're going to talk um, Cobra Kai because uh, you're all caught up on Cobra Kai, correct? Yes, sir. I might see if I can convince you to watch Alice in Borderland because I would love to have somebody to talk to you on the podcast about that because that show was trippy as fuck, but it was really good. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. We'll think about it. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Star Trek uh, Discovery Season 3 just ended. Uh, I may end up reaching out and talking to some of our contributors and seeing if somebody wants to come on and talk Star Trek with us as well because um, I got feelings about that show. I don't know how I feel about it 100%, but it's it, it's weird. It's 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 good, but it's not. It's 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 interesting, and I think a, a, a podcast conversation is important for uh, for this because I still think it needs to keep going. But like, I got to clean some of that shit up, man. There was some it went to some interesting places that like we'll save it for another podcast. How about that? Thank you there all you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, there's going to be more stuff coming out. Uh, we're actually in the midst of working on another GGR Playcast. Uh, it was originally an Orson Welles uh, radio drama done in the 40s called The Hitchhiker. Um, I actually got to perform it when I was in college back in 2000 because I'm old as fuck. And we're going to do it as a Playcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, there's going to be some cool Mike on the Mic stuff. I'm actually going to be talking to somebody who is of the pagan religion because, honestly, I don't know anything about that religion. And that was part of my um, 2021 uh, New Year's resolution is with my solo podcast, I want to explore more stuff. I want to learn more stuff that I, I didn't know anything about. So you'll be hearing an episode of that. Um, we have another episode that's pretty controversial. I'm not even going to talk about it, but you guys can listen to that one as well. Um, we'll put it up there so you can listen to it. You can choose whether you want to or whether you don't want to listen to it. Ultimately, that's what this is all about. Um, but for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, for all of us here at The Great Geek Refuge, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of our digital family. And as always, together there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Network production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>